welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell. On this podcast, I share conversations with leaders of purpose-driven, private-paid online communities that bring together like-minded members for transformation to better their life, career, relationships, and well-being. As a community strategist, I help entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow online paid communities on Mighty Networks. And to learn more about working with me, please visit my website, findcalmhere.com. That's F-I-N-D-C-A-L-M-H-E-R-E.com. I help entrepreneurs find calm in the process of launching an online community. So uh, check that out, please. I want to ask you, do you have a strategy question that you are struggling with, something, a challenge? Uh, if you do, I want to start answering some questions uh, through uh, the podcast. Uh, it's a new thing I want to try. So please shoot me an email at deb at findcalmhere.com. And I will uh, review any questions I get in the next episode. I will add a answer section for any questions that I do get once I get some. So send an email to deb at findcalmhere.com. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, all. And I'm excited for today's live interview. We are here live. It's February, Friday, April 29th, as we're recording this live. And this is the second of our amazing series about interviewing Mighty Network hosts and other amazing people who are bringing us together live. And we have a studio audience with the Find Calm Here community members that are in the room. So shout out to, to uh, Kalisa and Kelly and Susie and Christina is our new content creator. And today we're going to talk to Kathy and she has been a Find Calm Here community member since basically the inception since 2021 when we were on launched it for community builders. And so Kathy, come on in, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what uh, you've done as far as your community building journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my community is for uh, vulva owners who have a condition called lichen sclerosis, which is an, um, a skin condition that mostly affects people with vulvas. And so what we do in my community is um, help people not just get um, start managing their physical symptoms, but also deal with the mental symptoms that come with this condition. So yeah, I started my community late 2020 and actually early 2020 was the first iteration then went through a second iteration and the third one that actually stuck started at the uh in November of 2020 and currently I have grown it to 73 members and my I still have members from December of 2020 so who are paying money um <laughs> so I'm very blessed um to have them and and I love my community we it's very much grown into not just like a member and host, but friends. And so there's that deeper communication and that deeper connection that we have. Oh, thank you so much. It's it's amazing. Yeah, the connection that you can generate in an online community is is just amazing. And so you actually live in Pennsylvania, which is is so funny because I've known you since 2021 and you actually live like down the street from me in Mechanicsburg, yeah. which is so crazy. And you and I got to chat and have coffee 
earlier this year and uh, sit and talk with each other. And this is where this idea came from of you talking to me about what you're doing next. It's your next phase. But what I wanted to do is have you tell us a little bit more in detail. What were those phases? What did they look like? Uh, Was that different places like platforms? Are you talking about like Facebook groups to money networks or how did you get to like money networks for us? Yeah, actually, I started off on Mighty Networks. Um, I was never a Facebook group fan. And there are several uh, um, support groups for this condition on Facebook. And I tried to join them. They are tightly guarded. And then when I was able to actually get into them, I saw that for a lot of people, it was helpful. For another segment of the people, it caused more trauma. It, they they were more scared. There were a lot of the stories. It was just a very negative headspace for a lot of people. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. So I researched and I wanted a community that was off of social media, that I controlled the content and I had a community, but also that nobody else was segmenting who saw my content. And so when I looked into Mighty Networks, I was like, oh, this is my platform. And so, yeah, I all of my iterations were have been in the Mighty Networks. And it was just a difference of, I started off with a free um, plan, I mean, a free network. Um, and then I was offering paid, smaller paid groups um, but starting off without an aud- a real big audience, it was really hard to segment my group, my audience, I should say, my network. And so that didn't quite work out. And then I just kind of left it open, but I was here playing and I was like, okay, we need to start making some money somehow. Um, and so what I ended up doing was offering um, free support groups, like free virtual support groups, and then filtering them into, hey, do you want to keep the conversation going? Join my paid group. We have 24-7 access to ask questions, and we have private, you know, all of the things. And so the my very first uh, group that I pitched that, it was seven, seven ladies. And I said, you know, I gave them the pitch and one paid. And I was just like, okay, if I could get one, I can get two. And if I could get two, I can get four. And so that one lit my fire. And my husband was like, it was just one person. I'm like, that's all I needed. And from that one person, I literally, my only marketing was every other week, I have these free support groups where I have in total, maybe 30 people come. And then I just pitch them. And from that, we've grown up to 73 members. Um, and it's been a little over a year. And we are, we're, like I said, we are, I just partnered with my nonprofit because this is my for-profit business, but I just partnered with my nonprofit business. And now I'm going to be offering support to the nonprofit members. So we're just growing. It's just going to, it's going to be um, an even better because uh, the the dues are going to be tax deductible and there's going to be profit sharing between my for-profit and the nonprofit business. And so this whole idea of the book club completely generated by my members. 
as so when we first started off, <laughs> it's funny because when it first started off, it was like, okay, let's check in, right? I went through the the Mighty Network course and it's like, okay, have your regular posts throughout the week. I was okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can do that. Monday, you know, was uh, Monday motivation. Wednesday was Wednesday check-in and Friday was Friday follow-up. And so Monday we would check in and we, I, I'm a goal oriented person. So I said, okay, let's set our intentions for the week. So what are your goals for the week? And people would, you know, we had higher, high engagement, you know, starting off, people would put in their goals and then Wednesday, how is your goals going? Or do you need a reset? And then Friday, how did the week go? Did you get your goals done? And that ended up growing like that and just organically going like that for about uh, a little over a year. Then we had a member reach out to us this past February and she's like, you know, this membership is about, you know, the mental side of LS and helping us get through the mental side, but goal setting isn't really it, you know? And so I now have two moderators. And so me and one of my, my full-time moderator, we're like, you know, she's probably, she's right. You know, this kind of just wasn't by design. It kind of just came up organically. Maybe we need to look at a change. So we decided, all right, we're going to focus on emotions each week. We're going to focus on an emotion and then talk about how it affects us with our um, condition and then give resources on how we can work through them. And that'll be our weekly content. And so I was talking about that and we actually did like a little soft launch at, at a meetup that I had with my members. And one of them reached out to me and said, listen, I'm reading this amazing book by Brene Brown called Atlas of the Heart. And she's kind of doing what you're talking about. She's going through the different emotions and she's, you know, explaining them. She's explaining them, defining them. And I think this would be a great compliment to what you're doing. I'd never heard of Brene Brown. I think I'm one of the only people on the earth because everybody's like, ah! Um, but I was like, okay, who's this lady? But she's doing that. That's amazing. Um, so I looked at the book and then I was just like, this is exactly what we needed. Um, and so there's 13 chapters. Oh, you have the book. (laughs) I have the book, by the way, everybody. And it is flipping amazing. It's like beautiful, very detailed, And I read it in uh, December, January when it first came out. And it's just, I love the way she structured the book because it's like places we go, you know, like everything's about like places and and just, and then it's describing all these emotions with detailed places we go with others, places we go when we fall short, places we go when we search for connection, um, places we go when the heart is open, places we go when life is good all of these things and then explaining them out into, yeah, I've got, I've like underlined like so much in this book. So, yes, and, and what you're doing with through, like through an entire year, I feel like is so amazing because then you can, you know, when you have a book club, it's hard to like, first of all, it's a challenge because, you know, 
everybody has different reading abilities or skills. I'm a slow reader. I just am. So I, I schedule time and block time, but it's hard for me to keep up sometimes. And other people are like, oh yeah, I finished the book already. And and, and sometimes, especially now, I, I really have been focusing again in print versions because I feel like it makes it more intentional for me to then implement what I'm learning instead of just reading a book and then putting it on a shelf and then completely forgetting about it. So I think that what you're doing with these members is so incredibly important because you're helping them actually learn better ways for one thing to explain how they feel. And I think a lot of times if, for example, me, I've had a hard time explaining my feelings in more than one word. (laughs) of like, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm mad. Well, what does that really mean? Am I frustrated? Am I confused? Am I disoriented? Am I feeling burnt out? And so she goes through all of these and breaks them down. So I just wanted to give just my shout out about this book and how great it is. And it's definitely worth time spent digging through it because there's a lot there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I love that the, it felt fit perfectly because the way she groups the emotions is they tie together. So they're similar or they are adjunct emotions or experiences. And so what we decided to do instead of doing one chapter a week, which is kind of like what a normal book club might do or every other week, we're doing one chapter a month. And we're taking the group of emotions, so it's maybe like six or seven emotions, and we're taking like emotions. So the first one was stress and overwhelm. That was the first week. So we're taking like emotions, and it's beautiful because it, it allows us to show the nuances of the different emotions, right? And so then we talk about them in reference to our condition. So on Mondays, we we introduce the emotion or emotions, and then we give the definitions. And here's the beautiful thing, because the book is already written, the content's already written. We literally, like my, my moderator, she creates the content on Monday, she literally is copy and pasting. She's using the same pictures from the book. And then she adds a, sent, a paragraph on underneath, just explaining how it connects to our condition. Then we, you know, she shouts out, she asks us a, a, a call to action for, uh, for people to engage in the comments. And our first week that we did it was stress and overwhelm, like I said. We have a total of 52 comments on that one article. And then it's just, it's it's beautiful because even as new members come in, they can still find those articles because we have a, a separate topic called uh, feelings and emotions. And so people can go there and look through and see the different articles and things. And we title the articles by the sets of emotions. Um, and then they can continue the conversation, you know, so it just keeps evolving on. It's not this, you know, it's an evergreen, right? Because we can, we're always talking about emotions. So it's creating evergreen content. So on Monday, we introduce the set of emotions. On Wednesday, we have a question or a poll regarding the emotion. So this week is comparison. And so her question for this week was, how likely are you to compare yourself with someone who, you know, some part of your LS journey? 
And so cold is not likely, hot is really likely, right? And so again, that's it brings a different type of communication. So we have an article on Monday, a question or poll on Wednesday, and then on Friday, we have an event. We have a meetup, one hour, and where we can come together. And these meetups have been amazing. Again, the content's already written. So all you have to do is read. And even the people who don't have the book, they can just go off of the Monday post. Think about what is in relation to their condition, show up on on Friday and just have a discussion about what their experience is. And then what we do is using, you know, Renee's definitions and then how to look at that emotion. How do we work through it? How can we change our mindset when these emotions come up? What do we need to ask ourselves? And so one of the beautiful things in the book, she talks about how anxiety and excitement are the same physical feelings. You still get the same, you just get the same energy from both. But the connotation of whether it's excitement or anxiety has a lot to do with the outcome. Um, How are you looking at it? Is it a positive outcome or is it a negative outcome? And so we had a whole discussion about How can we take things that we're anxious about, right? Because we're feeling those feelings and change it to excitement. So some of it was, I'm anxious about going to the doctor's office. You know, what if they tell me some, you know, I'm getting worse. What if they, all of these negative um, um, connotations. And so we flipped it. Okay, well, what if you take that same energy and you're going to the doctor, you're feeling these, these feelings. What if you say, it's the doctor is going to, you know, give me a clean bill of health, or they're going to, you know, help me to get over through this problem or whatever it is, but flipping it to a positive. So you change that anxiety to excitement. And it's been, it's been really, really great. This is really great. And I want to just list off a couple of things that, to, that this checks the box on a lot of stuff as a Muddy Network host, because uh, you're talking and like you pointed out, it's a lot of the big things I hear from community leaders are like content. I don't have any content. I don't know how to create content. Like I don't have time to create content. I feel like I'm always creating content. Uh, who, all, who all has said that here? Yeah. Um, I, I, if you raise your hand, if you felt like you're creating content, like almost all the time. So that is, me. And, and I feel that a lot, but that checks the box because it's less of a barrier. And like you're saying, you could just set up an articles and use these, these short little uh, descriptors from the book and then just expand about it in the conversation. And with the lens with through they looking is specifically through their lifestyle and what the challenges that they're facing and then how they can customize this to their life. And that is really the antithesis of what community, how community can be such a powerful transformation tool because it allows people to not only read and learn something, but to actually implement it in live, in real life, in lifetime, and to talk about it with others in an online community platform. So it really is a great concept. It checks also the box of creating engagement, which is another big challenge that a lot of my clients that are either new community builders or even people that have been doing community building for a long time struggle with engagement, right? So, and then retention, you just said, well, if they've built these really concrete relationships with each other over time, 
they're staying in there and they're going to, if they have a monthly subscription, they're going to be paying all the time. So consistent retention is really important too. So you've hit a lot of those things. And then you talked about some specific features that Mighty Network offers. You mentioned the polls. So you can do a couple of different ways to do polls for people that maybe aren't as familiar with Mighty Networks. As a host, you can actually ask a hot or cold uh, type of question so that like maybe they want to, you, you want to get a gauge on how their comfort the comfortability of this topic is for them or how much they understand a complex topic or something or an emotion or what those feelings are. Um, And there you can set a hot and cold poll so that then the members can just kind of like, it's an easy way for them to kind of respond without even kind of responding. It's just like, they're just sliding that little slider to the either like one side or the other. And then there's also ways for you to do multiple choice polls so that then you can kind of gauge on maybe there's uh, emotions that they really gravitate to in this chapter. You could put like four emotions listed and then the fifth be like other, you know, like which one really, if it's not listed here, which one do you really align with? And then that that's another way to spark conversations in that chat and like 50 some responses like on one post is an amazing success rate because I'll tell you people that I talk with all the time, they're lucky to get five, 10, three. <laughs> Kelly's put like raising your hand three. So I feel like you're you're giving some people some hope that, that there is uh, more possible ways to create connection and engagement without it being so hard because <laughs> I feel like Uh, It can be exhausting as a host to feel like you want people to talk and you feel like you're giving them all the tools and you feel like you're explaining to them like, hey, this is a safe place. You feel free to talk. But sometimes it takes, I honestly average, and, and people don't really know this, but the average rate that I see is six months to a year for people to actually feel comfortable in a community enough to ask questions or to share. I've even had people two years later asking me, can I, is it okay to post this thing? When I've thought I've clearly told them this is completely why this space exists for you to ask questions and to share, but yet still people, whether it's like confidence, whether it's, they just don't want to put something inappropriate or like it's not allowed. And maybe they're just not familiar or haven't looked at guidelines and so just giving them that validation and it takes, it takes time. It takes time for people to be, feel like they want to share. So all of the things that you're doing sound really great. I love the book that you chose and it's a, it's a really great book. Uh, she's done a lot of podcast episodes about it. If you listen to her podcast, she does break down the book in a couple episodes of her podcast. It's so I just feel special too. And there's, I just saw that. So, and there's an HBO special about it. So this is a good time to pick that book to talk about in your community for a lot of reasons. Um, Maybe that'll bring in new members. That's another way of, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're talking about this on your social media channels, you're like, Hey, we're going through this book for a year and people start, and maybe people are reading it and they're like, Oh, there's a community that's going to help me like implement this. There's a new way to get new members in. So it hits a lot of the boxes. I'm super excited. I'm going to pause here. I see there's some questions in the chat. Let's go to the chat and see, did everybody feel like that was like really amazing to learn about? I feel like everybody's kind of like, yeah, Susie, it looks like you had a question. Do you want to unmute and ask your question? Sure. I was wondering, Kathy, do you, well, 
first of all, yes, I do find your uh, talk so inspiring and actionable. And I just want to thank you and Deb for doing this. This is a great format. And so I'm psyched. Um, yeah. So my question was, when people are coming to the free part, before they've committed to being in your group, do they have problems or resistance joining Mining Networks? Oh, okay. So I actually changed. It's no longer a free network. It is now a paid network. So I went from free to paid and free. I was, I got 60 members and was hardly having any um, interaction. It literally was like three out of 60. Some people would create uh, an account and never come back. So after I went through the mighty network, what was it called back then, Deb? It's Master Design, some, Community the, Design Masterclass. The, yeah. Yes, the Community Design class. I said, okay. I was really scared. I said, okay, I am going to change this format from free to paid. And like I said, I when I did that. Right around when we met and right around when you joined the Mighty Mastermind, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was, well, it, before I was been with you since 2020 when we first oh, started right. and it was just this after the, after the course. And it was just, as just kind of coming together with other community members talking about what we were trying to do. <laughs> and so I've been with you. I'm one of the real OGs when you first set up the, the, the meet, but yeah, then, then we started the, uh, the mastermind, um, which really helped. And I, and I totally suggest if, uh, anyone listening to the podcast, join Deb's group. You, It's amazing how much she has helped me to implement new things, onboarding, just engagement with my audience. Yeah, just come, come. But back to the question. Yeah, I, I changed it from a free group to a paid group. I closed down my main network. Um, so, so, you know, the, the lobby and it's a paid group. And I did that on purpose, even though I only had one group at the time, because thinking into the future, I knew I would eventually want to do other groups. So this is a support group type of membership. And I didn't want it to become like 4,000 members, like a a Facebook group. So once it got to a certain um, engagement, I didn't want it to become overwhelming for people. And I wanted people to still be able to make those personal connections. And you can't do that if you're in a room with 4,000 people. Um, So right now in a room with 73 people, we can still manage it. I thought I would have to start another group after 50, but so far we're good. Um, But it is going to be time to start a new group and then make this one secret and start putting new members in this new group, which is also amazing because I'm just going to repurpose the content that's already in the first group. Hello. So what, yeah, so people that I am engaged with for free are on Instagram. They are on my free virtual meetups that I do every other week. And so, you know, through email, and then I filter them in to, into the membership. And you raise your price. And you free groups on Zoom. Where do you host those free groups? I do it on Google Meets. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And I raised my price. Um, My price went, that first member joined at $10 a month. And what I did is I was doing, every time I had uh, one of those free virtual meetups, I raised the price $5. 
And I kept raising it $5 until I started seeing resistance. Um, and so my price, it, it got up to $30. And so that's where I've been at um, for the last year. And I've the last, when I started, I started, I got it here. February, 2021 was when I went up to $30 and I still have two members from that's been paying me since February uh, 2021, that $30. And you were almost going to lower your price. Remember we I talked? Was, she I and was. I, Kathy and I jumped on a call and she was like, I don't know. And then she's, I was like, you should raise the price. Not lower it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. So Kelly yeah. has got a question. So let's bring Kelly on. I love what you're doing, Kathy. We did something very similar, but different on using the artist way, which is usually a 12 week book. But that, I, Susie, was it you who said you're doing the artist way? 12 weeks is really fast to do that book. It's a, um, and so one of my members decided to do it in a year. And so she's doing it in a year. And I, I love what you're doing, but I love how you're doing it better than how we're doing ours. I'd like you to tell me again your weekly actions, Monday, Wednesday, you know, how you're doing that. Can you reiterate that one more time? Yeah, absolutely. And actually we, um, and when I say we, I'm talking about the host team, moderator team. We actually post five days a week, Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. My community kind of goes silent on the weekend. We got kids and stuff. That's too. Um, so Monday through Friday is our busy days. Monday, we introduce the set of emotions. And if you want, I can show you one of our articles because literally three quarters of our article is copy and paste from this book. And it basically is just a summary. It's just, it's the key takeaways from that section of that chapter. Okay. Because remember we're doing one chapter and we might divide that one chapter up into five. Usually we're trying to do four. So four weeks per chapter. Um, but some of them might go to five. Some of them mm -hmm. might be three. It just depends on how the content fits. Um, and then the last section of that article is the call to action and how it how it how it um, is, is part of your community, like turn it on to what you're doing in your community. So in our community is how do you how does this emotion show up for you with um, with LS? Mm -hmm. And so like this week is comparison. And the question was, let us know in the comments, what's a part of your LS journey that you've, you've compared to somebody else. Um, and then plus we give real life instances where you might be comparing. So one of the examples was you might compare how someone else is healing versus where you are in your healing, how fast they heal. With this condition, there are skin changes. You might compare your skin to someone who's healthy or someone who's in remission to your, you know, where you're at. So bringing it back to, this is the general, this is how it affects us in our community. And then tell me specifically how it's affected you in your community, in your journey. And then we talk about it and we support each other or, you know, girl, me too. I didn't, I felt that too. And, you know, so it brings, it brings again, that connection that you're feeling with the rest of the people in your community. Then on Wednesday, we do a poll or a question. 
And that, again, is just another way to look at either either we like if we're doing a set of emotions, that call to action, we do like a call to action about one of those a set of emotions on Wednesday, we might do another of the from that same set, or we'll ask a different question, depending around that emotion. It's just another way for people to share their experiences. And then on Friday, we do the meetup. So every everybody knows that Monday we said do the emotions. Every Friday we are meeting for one hour and we're discussing that emotion or set of emotions and discussing how to work through it or how do we deal with those emotions and how how do we recognize those emotions because a lot of us are using the wrong words to you know to express different emotions. And so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, what we're doing is what we call member update, um, member updates and announcements. And because one of our issues is getting people to follow other people, (laughs) so they don't always see the posts that come out from other people. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we just list all of the posts that have all of the members have um, posted. And it's real simple. You put your feed on. last uh, last posted and just put a link so and so talked about this and here's the link so and so talked about this and it's a bullet point people can go through oh i'm interested in that or i want to support her in that and i'm going to i i missed that post and then on the bottom what events are coming up or what what are we shouting out and that goes out on tuesdays and thursdays so those are our five posts for the week Thank you. That's that's really helpful. I just I summarized that as you were talking. The other thing that I wanted to mention that we've done that's been really helpful is for anybody who doesn't know about bookshop.org, it's a alternative to Amazon. And for because we support in ours a lot of authors and we bring in authors. And there are um bookshop.org supports bookstores. And so you can create, so like you guys could create a bookshop for your, like ours says, Athena Village Bookshop on bookshop.org. And so I just went in there and said, want added your book to my want to read list on bookshop.org's thing. And then you'll get a little affiliate if anybody, you know, buys a book from your bookshop.org. But what we're doing is we're supporting brick and mortar bookstores on bookshop.org rather than supporting Amazon. That's just my little social enterprise heart doing that. And bookshop.org is cool because it's another social media site where people might find your your network through there because you can have you can put up a banner and all that. But I love it. They've raised like more than two million dollars for brick and mortar little bookstores. Yay, little bookstores. (laughs) So thank Thank you for sharing, Kathy. This has been really, really, really insightful. And I've been doing this since 2016 on Mighty Networks. So it's a clearly you can always learn more, even though you've been doing something for a bazillion years. It it, it really is. And, And again, this is member generated. I didn't come up with this. My members reached out to me and they actually came up to this and gave me the gave me the ingredients and I made the stew, you know? And the other thing I want to say is it also makes it really simple to advertise your membership um, because a lot of what I've been doing is what we're, whatever we're talking about, that uh, those emotions, I'll create a reel on Instagram 
you know, or, or I'll create a post and, you know, shout out Brene Brown and talk about how this is, a, how does this affect you and, uh, and put that question out into the community on my, on my Instagram and just say, Hey, you want to talk about it deeper? Is this something that you're struggling with? Join our community. And we'll t- we're talking about it on Friday. You don't sign up by Friday. You don't want to miss the live meeting, you know, around this that we're having. And so I've gotten members that way. The first meet, the first time I posted about introducing this, I got five members that week and the content was already written for me. So great. It's so great. And I think I love all of the amazingness that we're talking about in regards to like, let's listen to the community members. Let's give them the ability to feel like they're a part of this community building journey that we're on as a host. And it takes the, like you said, takes the pressure off of like, well, what am I doing for the next six months? What am I doing for now? You have a whole year that you don't really have to worry about your vision or uh, content And that really, and you have a team. So you do have a team of moderators that help you out, but then that allows you to do other things like this nonprofit that you're working on. And there's other things that you're working on. And I think everybody in this room knows how challenging it can be to be an entrepreneur, trying to have a business and launch a community and do social media and create content that is engaging and showing value so that you can authentically be somebody that people are interested in learning more about. And I think the key to this is not just about the book, but it's about the combination of the book and the implementation for your unique members. So I think not every, like this book is great for your network, but I don't know that it's could, could apply to a lot of networks because they would have different challenges or different problems that would come up. Emotions are kind of a wide ranging subject matter. So uh, it's probably a good book that's flexible to a lot of communities, but also there's other books that other communities might want. And they, so I would suggest just as hosts, there might be listening to the, to the podcast episode of just saying, focus on like what makes sense and how you can bring this together with your community vision and values so that you're, it's not just about, well, we're just going to go through this book because, but we're going to go through it because this. And there's a purpose and a reason that aligns with your big purpose. Like we talk about who we bring together, why, what we're doing inside. Uh, So I think that's, that's why you are having the success so far that you're having. And I think it's why it's a really smart way to go about implementing something. So I appreciate everybody who joins us live. We're going to wrap up. Is there any final questions that anybody has or comments that you wanted to share from the, the session? I just want to say one thing, Deb, to what you just said. That is a really great point. And what I would suggest is find a book that sh- that goes through the transformation you want your members to go through. And then piecemeal it. Like, go do like what I'm doing. Take four weeks to go through each chapter or, or two weeks or whatever it is. There's a book out there that goes through the transformation that you want your members to go through. And take a year to go through that book. I mean, and really, you don't even need to tell your members that you're taking it from a book if you don't want to. You know, this just you the, use the content and expand on it and make it customized to your community. Yeah, 
you always want to attribute where content comes from as a, as a journalist and copywriter, we definitely <laughs> want to make sure we're, we're crediting where the sources uh, of the content come from. But yeah, I think it's a good point to say that you don't need to follow Kathy's model. You figure out what is the right model. There is some strategy behind this, right? We talked about breaking that down as we're talking about community strategy during the podcast. You talked about how it's unique to your community. So I think that's a really important point to just keep in mind is how is this going to connect to the values and figuring that out. So it's not just like we're taking a book, but we're actually using it purposely and and strategically in our community values, strategic planning or whatnot. So I think that's a good point. And yeah, thanks for everybody who's been here. It's funny because Kelly just mentioned about this upcoming um, conference that she's having, which I got your email and it looks amazing. And I wish I had time to come to it, (laughs) but it's so funny because uh, is it Patricia Slim? Pamela, Pamela Slim, right? Is one of your speakers. And Pamela Slim was on a call that I was on this week. I was actually on a call with her on Monday uh, in another community for community builders. And we're talking about these live interviews. And this is a new format that we're going to see a lot more of. So if you're looking for other ways to figure out, well, how do I build content if I don't have any content to start with? Live interview series are a really fun way to interact and bring your community members into the conversation and create and give value. So I think as we in the Find Calm Here community and as I, as the Community Strategies Podcast, Deb, figure this whole live interview out and how it's going to end up getting repurposed in social media, I think it's another way that it can help community builders in putting together content easier with less stress so we can all find calm, which is let's talk about that. It's what we want to do here. At least if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar with the Find Calm Here community in some capacity because that's who we have on the call. So thanks everybody for joining us today. I love all of the amazing questions. Thanks uh, Susie and Kelly for asking really great questions. Kathy, it's always great to connect with you. And I've been so thankful that you've been a part of and really engaged in the Find Calm Here community with commenting on other people. You've attended a lot of people's growth seats and given a lot of feedback to our to our members when we went through growth seats last year. So really want to say thank you for um, sharing that. It will, all this episode will be on as a bonus episode on the, the community strategy podcast that'll come out in May. And so we will make sure that everybody gets the links. Yeah. And I would just wanted to, if I could give anybody who has lichen sclerosis and needs support or just needs education and information, you can get that at lssupportnetwork.org. And we have a beautiful growing community there and everything is evidence-based. So it's not, you know, my mama's auntie said to do this and you're going to be okay. No, we, we we follow the research and we get we bring people evidence-based information on how to take care of themselves. And we work with a lot of practitioners and researchers to um, to help you. Thank you.
No, I was going to ask you, like, how do people get in contact with you? So I'm glad you threw that in there. Yeah, it'll air in June. So Kathy, your episode will air in June because we've got another bonus episode that we just did a few weeks ago that'll air in May. So thanks all for joining us. We are going to head out for the day. I hopefully you'll see many of you at our next community events in May and June. Excited. And just to let you know, FYI, there is going to be a big, amazing community event to celebrate the two-year anniversary of Fine Calm here on June 20th. It is still in planning stages, but it is going to be a wellness-focused event for community leaders and community managers. We're going to have two tracks, one that's going to be specifically focused for community managers, another track that's going to be focused for leadership and entrepreneurs that are wanting to not feel burnt out or overwhelmed or want to find calm. And this has been something when I was in clicks in Memphis at the Community Leaders Institute, uh, this came up a lot uh, from a lot of people. And so I thought there's not really anybody talking about this specifically for community leaders, people who are literally showing up and facilitating conversations and calls on a constant basis, which can create specific different kinds of burnouts that, and we just over over-anticipate the things that we think we can get done and, and then just feel like we're just not doing enough and all of those things. So more details will be on that to come. I'm getting it structured and organized with speakers in the next two weeks, and we're going to be launching that out in the next few weeks. So looking forward to all that. Have a great afternoon. Everybody have a great weekend and oh, we'll talk to you the next time. Take care until the next time. Find calm and see you later. Mm-hmm.